You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and glad you're with us today. We're here for the Agricultural Toolbox, part of the Texas AgriLife Extension Educational Programs. And uh, today we're, you know, we've kind of hit on a variety of subjects here the last few weeks with everything going on, the frosts and flooding damage and everybody trying to recover from that. So I thought we'd get back on a positive note. And we got a couple of folks with us today that uh, are an important part of the community. Uh, I think a lot of people are aware of their operation out there now, but we've invited Bo and Carrie Poole to come in and visit with us today. And uh, I think most people know them as P6 Farms, but, you know, I thought we'd visit with them today and kind of find out a little bit about what they've gone. You know, their, their organization has really changed since I met the, the family years ago. Uh, they used to have a, you know, a kind of a different focus and they've changed and the family's evolved and they're very much a family oriented business. And uh, I thought we'd visit a little bit today about uh, what they've got going on and what they see for the future. But, you know, maybe a little bit also, I don't think, I don't think people are aware of the impact that they make in the community. So I uh, thought we'd go ahead and, you know, start off a little bit. Again, we made some cheat notes here, there, as far as kind of visiting. And I wanted to uh, remind people that, you know, they've not always been in the business they are right now. For years ago, as I met the family a long time ago, uh, they were P6 Land and Cattle Company and a little bit different focus. And, uh, well, what, you know, how did that come about and, you know, your emphasis and you know, how things have changed? Well, you know, uh, P6 Dad started back in 73. Uh, it was basically just cattle and hay. Uh, we all grew up doing it. We had three different ranches at that time. Uh, when Dad purchased the one here in Montgomery in time, he sold the other ones, and that kind of become the the base right there and where we, we did everything. And that, that was the, the whole gist of it was just cattle and hay, and that's what we did. Uh, after me and Carrie got married and uh, raising kids, we kind of were looking at some other things to do around the place and reading articles in different magazines, Progressive Farmer and The Cattleman. Things would happen. You'd see things, other farms doing different things. And I'd set them in front of Dad's chair, and he'd look at it, and he'd go, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking. And it, it just kind of started evolving from there. Uh we started adding some things and, and looking at other things. And uh, as time went on, he kept reading articles and he'd start putting articles in front of my chair because uh, he would see things that people were doing and go, well, look, you know, that's kind of different right there. Maybe we ought to try that. And that's kind of where it, where, it, where it all started in, in our changing and diversifying. Uh, in the agricultural business, if you're not diversified, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to survive. So, the more things we can try to diversify in from cattle and hay, uh, I think it helps us in the end. Yeah, and again, and, people don't realize that, you know, you've not got, you've not removed yourself from that avenue. You still produce a lot of hay. You've still got a lot of cattle on the place. And, uh, and again, that compl- that's changed a little bit too. You know, you've got, you know, a lot of heifers on the place right now that you're bringing up, replacing some older cattle that you had. So you're kind of constantly, you know, evolving that herd aspect too. That's correct. That's correct. We... We keep adding. We, we keep building on what we've had in the in the past. Uh, 2011 with the drought kind of set ever it set us back and a lot of people back. But we're building our numbers back up now. Uh, uh, the vegetable side of it was kind of a, a funny thing when it came about. Dad read an article and 
I don't remember what magazine, but there was a little boy in a town in Texas that uh, had a small garden. And he went once a week to a town, to the same corner in town, and sold his produce. And he was always messing with my, me and Carrie's kids about doing things. And he brought this up to them and anything for them that was work and they were going to put some dollars in their pockets. That's what they did. So our, our, our first big garden after just a normal size that we grew up with, we planted our roping pin mm -hmm. and we thought it was kind of funny that we could turn the lights on in the middle of the night and pick, pick the garden in, in the middle of the night. So, and, and that's where the produce came from. They would go once once a day to carry school. She was teaching school still then and, take produce to the school, put it in the teacher's workroom, sell it. They have a little, had a little brochure that they would do, and then when they came, rode the bus back to her school, if there was any vegetables or produce left, they would walk up and down the halls of her school. They didn't come see me, no. mind you. They went they straight to, <laughs> yes, to they see were, how much money they... That's correct. See how much we, money we got, was in their box. We got to look at potential clients correct. here. <laughs> and then from that, everybody just kept asking, why don't we do more? Why don't we do more? And so... The vegetables just evolved from that and kind of a learning aspect, learning curve for all of us in that side of it because we had not done it ever to that extent. Uh, but and with very your, dad's, your dad's health, it just timing is always impeccable, and it just That's it correct. was just the perfect timing to go ahead and implement all of their visions. That's yeah. correct. That's correct. It got time that we, we could not leave the place as much anymore with dad's health and and really had to ramp it up to do other things, and, and all this just kind of fit in place. And luckily, he was here long enough to see a lot of this happen and, and witness it, and so it was pretty good. And, and the neat thing is that the family was all in on this deal from the get-go. Mm -hmm. You know, the kiddos, you know, like I said, they're the one leaped off and made things happen, and they're Correct. still, you know, they're in the middle of making things happen every day, Absolutely. which most people don't realize that, you know, that's still going on out there. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, there's families out there, they're actively involved in agriculture, mm -hmm. and it takes the entire family. To get it in. you can't always bring in outside help and you know there's just you know if they're not everyone's committed to it it's hard hard to get it done when you you started on the produce first kind of what, what were you thinking as far as what would sell first or gauging you know your clientele what were they asking for and you know when you decided what to start growing and then kind of monitoring from there what okay where can we go potentially as far as different products or you know when you know like say the peppers are getting away from tomatoes or whatever the case might be right um i think Originally, just kind of looked at maybe some different kind of vegetables, a, 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 maybe a different watermelon, something you're not going to find in the store, or a different cantaloupe that you might not find in the store. Uh, but still stay with the, the, the regular stuff that everybody grows, the tomatoes, the okra, the cucumbers, the squash, and, but, but varieties that were more of a backyard fresh variety than a store-bought variety that has a long shelf life uh our cantaloupes are you're not going to find in the grocery store they're just they're, they're not yeah they're supreme uh, yeah they're they're they are above and beyond the grocery store because they're not bought for shelf life like grocery stores are mm -hmm. uh when you pick it up and take it home you better be cutting it up and eating it I mean, it's kind of it, like it's the, ready to go. the black diamond watermelon everyone associates it with delorios and hempstead right. so it was the same sort of deal for us was find that unique whether it was a fruit or a vegetable that says P6 that you can't find anywhere else. Right. 
And it Sweet was, corn. It's a quality product. That was right. the thing about it. And they knew if it was associated with you guys. Correct. There was no question. And they can see it growing. So there's no question, did we go to the market? Did we bring it in from someone else that validates their purchase? Correct. Blackberries. I mean, we have tons of blackberries. Mm -hmm. And my goal is to have the biggest blackberry that there is. And if you come pick blackberries out there, you will see. They are very big. Yes. And she laughs at me because I'll sit out there sometimes and talk to them. But, you know, it's me and them. <laughs> if it works, let's do it. Oh. An the, adult beverage might be involved in that Oh, the talking part? Right. Right. Especially yeah. when the, the blackberries are answering back. Correct. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you know, again, you guys are always studying and looking at ways to improve um, your management systems there as far as irrigation. You know, people walk out there and they say, well, where's the sprinklers, things like that. How are you getting this done? Talk a little bit about how you decided to go with your, you know, your tape irrigation and, and the special irrigation that doesn't waste water and gets it where it needs to be. Irrigation is a huge part when you're growing vegetables. To be able to control that and to be able to control your nutrients to that extent m makes a ton of difference. And and, and like I said, it's, it's a learning curve always. It's It's... Vegetable growing is totally different because you you really have to watch daily, and and what you put in them daily or, or not put in them daily makes all the difference. So we went with with drip. Everything's on drip irrigation, uh, so I'm able to push nutrients once a week, twice a week, three times a week, just depending on what it is I'm I'm growing, and so it's, I, I spoon feed it instead of just dumping a whole bunch of maybe granular fertilizer out there to last for the season for it, you know, give it a little bit yeah. the whole time through. And and it's a totally different outcome that you get. It makes a difference on your product. Absolutely. Right it makes all the difference in it. It, it. The sweetness of the cantaloupe or the blackberries or the watermelon or the taste of the tomatoes, uh, it, it's, it's totally different. And then the water consumption is, it's you don't lose anything. It's all in the dirt. It's all right there. We pump out of one pond, uh, maybe about a mile and a half, a six-inch line up to another pond. And from there, we pump out of that and pump it straight to all the vegetables. And it makes all the difference in the world. Exactly. A healthy plant is the benefits from having a, a healthy plant is by far better than anything else. Uh, it's kind of like taking vitamins yourself. When, it, when that plant's healthy and its, and its cells are healthy, it might not get funguses or be able to fight something off that, that it would not do if it was maybe in stress and needing maybe a little bit of potassium or nitrogen or, or micronutrients, you know. So you just watch them. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, let's, let's, you know, again, everybody just kind of figures it's going to happen automatically when you start here. You put seed in the ground, we start here getting, we fertilize, things are going to automatically go. You know, it's a gamble. You know, we saw that, what, 16? All the excessive rainfall amounts. Correct. The cold weather. You know, that impacted you guys tremendously. As right far now. As tremendous amount of water. Yeah, it's wet, wet, wet. You guys need to be in there doing things. But, you know, people forget that, you know, they just see it raining and they don't realize how that impacts you know, agriculture or the cold spring, you know, those tax day floods back, you know, in 16, you know, even the year before 15. I know you guys had quite a mm -hmm. bit of, you know, damage to your field. Two years in a row. Yeah, right. two years in a row because I had Especially after rainfall. the drought because everyone was... Rain, 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 we need it. And then the total opposite end of the spectrum is, okay, we now have too much water. And like I said, you know, it impacted your fields, mm -hmm. lost soil loss. Mm -hmm. You know, it was pretty expensive then trying to rebuild those fields, get that soil back up there so you had the growing topsoil that you required. 
Correct. Correct. Yeah. The difference, I mean, you drought is bad. I mean, you want you need Mother Nature's water. Even I need it to fill my ponds back up to irrigate out with that. But then the total opposite is too much rain. It's bad. You bring funguses. You bring diseases. You drown plants. You rot seeds. Uh, you lose dirt. We were picking dirt up and moving dirt back in fields that we'd never done before that. We had hay. We had all kind of stuff put out there to try to do it. But when you would have that much rain day after day after day after day, it hurts. It hurts bad. So it, it goes it goes two ways, and you, you can't always have the happy medium. There's there's no way. Very seldom does it, we, like, do we get it right. Like I said, <laughs> you you wake up every day and you wonder, all right, what's what's this day going to bring? Exactly. And and I guess that's what I like about it so much. Everything changes day to day, and you really have to push yourself over and over and over to make it happen. And Some days like, you go to sleep, why am I doing this? And then you wake up the next morning, let's go do it again. Yeah, let's get after it. And you know, your your sweet corn. I mean, that's a popular product too, or commodities you've got. And you know, last year again with you know the the cold and things like that, we lost quite a bit of that, we did. that potential uh, product there also. We did. So again, it's just one of these things you just never know, and you guys have to deal with a lot of adversity. And uh, you know, I don't think people appreciate when there's food on the shelf at the store, what it takes to get it there on a Correct. consistent mm-hmm. basis. And you guys are dealing with that all the time because you know they're calling you and asking for you know they want you know pick something up and. If it's not ready or if it's not going to be ready for a few days, then they don't understand maybe mm-hmm. how, how this whole thing works. That's great. All righty. Let's go ahead and take a break here and, and, and move on. And uh, then we'll come back in a few seconds, but uh, get a sponsor or two. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. All right, glad to have you with us today. Uh, the sun was actually trying to poke out. I'm looking at it right now. Yesterday was a treat, and then the, the weather's talking about a lot more clouds and, and no sunshine, so it's kind of getting a little bit uh, gloomy on that standpoint. Uh, we want to welcome you today. We've got Bo and Carrie Poole with P6 Farms with us today on the radio, and we're talking about their operation and how it's come about. And uh, during this segment, we talk maybe visit a little bit about some of the, you know, we've talked about, um, uh, you know, the, the, the vegetables and things that they're producing. And I've got a variety of other things that uh, they're producing on the place and, and making available to their clients also. And, uh, and again, you know, they're excellent products and, you know, people ask for them. So let's go ahead and you know, maybe talk a little bit about the, the, the beef product, the fresh beef, or I guess it's frozen. We'll call it fresh then, but beef that's you know this produced there and how you're marketing it and the cuts that you've got and you know it's availability i know it's not all year round because we don't have a feedlot out there where we're constantly going to knc but uh, we've got a product out there that's super good quality right yeah it was it was another one of those things to try to uh diversify you know a little bit more and had talked about it and talked about it and just kind of kept sliding it off the table and finally one day i had some some late calves and said you know all right this this is what we're going to start them with, Dad. Let's 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 give it a try, and basically we wanted to push it as that they were born here, raised there, and fed there, 
and and it kind of took off. We we push them very hard. They're they're not grass. They well, they're grass fed and grain fed. Pasture I mean, fed. Pasture fed. They are the best of of what I would like to say both worlds. Uh, there would be anywhere in a fifty acre pasture, and they have free choice feed that we grind ourselves. We grow our own corn for it. We make our own feed. Uh, so they can eat grass, they can eat corn, and it it's turned out pretty good. Uh, like Mike said, we only have it certain times of the year because here in South Texas, Southeast Texas, it's so hot in the summer, you really can't feed anything out in the summer. Mm-hmm. So uh, all my feeding goes through the winter and then springtime and sometime during the summer we have it, but it goes very fast. Uh, cuts of meat that we have, you know, it, it, it's basically what you have at the grocery store, but ribeyes. Everybody wants ribeyes, mm-hmm. but there's only so many ribeyes you get off of off of a steer. Right. So I mean, it, you can't just have ribeyes. Uh, we sell a lot of hamburger meat. We sell a lot of uh, t bones, uh, and and it changes. It, it's fajita. All, fajita meat. It, it's that's it's, like the ribeye. You don't get a whole lot. That you goes don't, first. You don't. It goes first. Uh, and it's always a juggling match to what do we cut this time? Because you can cut things different ways. You can have a T-bone or you can have a sirloin and a filet on the other side, which is the T without the, the, the bone in it. Right. Uh, so We try it, to listen to customers, but right. we also try to get the most of Out of the, the meat that we, as you can get. Yeah. Correct. You have mm-hmm. to. How did you decide then, say, on, on the, you know, the uh, your ribeyes or your your T-bones, an inch thick, inch and a half. Up. How do you decide on how you're going to cut these things up? Do you get a lot of feedback from folks on what they desire, or you just kind of you know just go with what you guys like and then market that way? We pretty much just ask K and C what what's you know typical. What do most people go with? And okay. they, so they'll say, well, it's your typical family size, you might have two steaks in one package, or they might be an inch or an inch and a quarter. So we put the trust on their shoulders sure, and sure. let them guide us. But it, it is personal preference too. And then you just build on that. Then you see what you're, what the customers are, are wanting out of that. If they, you know, bone in ribeye or bone out and you, you, you kind of fluctuate it. Uh, it's, it's a different side than going to the grocery store uh, because there is so much waste in a, in a steer that, that we have that maybe the, the big packing houses don't, you know, things that hit the floor, for us, go out the back door for trash. But for them, you know, they're selling the bones to somebody. They're selling the hide to somebody. They're selling every bits and pieces of parts to somebody, which brings their cost per pound down. Or the hamburger meat. They're combining beef from yeah. and, other and, cattle. And we don't, we don't have that luxury. Yeah, they sell everything but the moo. When you're talking that, about packing house, you know, everything right. is used. So, yeah. I, I don't have anything really to do with the bones. So right. People ask, well, what about? About using them for their dogs. Well, yeah, we've talked about it, and we did. We tried soup we, bones. We, we, the first we, year. we did sell soup bones, thinking that, would, but it didn't work. You know, and I'd rather take that and put it back in the hamburger meat because we can sell so much of that. But the we, flip side is, you can purchase a whole calf yeah. or a half, and you can have it butchered however, you, however you like. And we do that quite a bit, but we have to limit ourselves to make sure we have enough beef to sell to the general population because not everyone wants to spend. $2,000 at once on, you know, stocking up their freezer. But realizing that they're getting, you know, a low prime, high choice Correct. type of calf. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what they're getting is far above the standard, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, what they're seeing at the normal market. And the taste is totally different. Oh, I mean, it, it, 
and that's that's probably our biggest feedback from people when they do buy it is the difference in the quality of the taste versus what they got at the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same thing with our pork because we raise our own pigs and do the same thing with them. You know, make our own feed and grind our own feed for them. And that's the same thing. Go ahead and step back in. How do we get started in the pig, the, the swine, or the, uh, the, the pork selling portion, portion of the operation? Again, it comes back to your diversification and you guys are brainstorming and the kids throw some ideas in there. And, and uh, how did we come up with the pigs? Where, where did they come from? As far as use during you know, the fall, during the fall, we have pig races. <laughs> we have. We, we'll get into the the overall <laughs> theme of what we do in the fall here in a minute. But you know, people realize that these guys are are doing a lot of different things. Right, right. We we have pig races, and and <laughs> I love my pig races. <laughs> I have a lot of fun with my pig races and spend a lot of nights like talking to blackberries, figuring out different things I can do for pig races to make people laugh and. And make kids have a good time. Yes. Yes. So, so like I said, we get done with the pig races there at the end of the season, in the fall season. So then we put them on feed. And we put them on feed. Then we've got some pork chops and things like that ready That's to go correct. the same way. That's correct. And you were mentioning your grain. That Where is, where is that grain coming from, That you, the base uh, base grain that you're utilizing? The corn is coming from our corn maze. Gotcha. So we, we plant a big corn maze in the fall, uh, one eight-acre maze, and then another two-acre maze. It's a haunted maze. And then after season is over, you know, a lot of people think we just mow it down, but we go in there and pick everything there is. Yeah. And we have two corn cribs, and that's what we grind our feed and for for the pigs and the steers for. Yeah. So, I mean, you got a quality product coming out of there, right. and it's, you know, again, that's, you know, the base, the biggest part of the grain that's going to these animals is raised right there on the that's place correct. and not being brought in. So we don't have to worry about mycotoxin or anything like that. That's it's, correct. You know, we don't have that problem on our place. That's correct. Before we get off on this too much, let's let's talk about some of the other specialty things you've got up there in the store uh, to offer folks. And I'd mentioned apple butter because uh, a friend of mine really likes that product there. And how do you decide on the things that you've got up there that uh, you try to offer? I mean, you guys have really gotten diversified on some of the things that are up on the shelf in the store there. And again, uh, how do you come up with that? And the, like I said, the quality products you guys offer. I think that we'll pass that one on to my bride. Between her and her right-hand person, Amy Smith, they're the ones that I try to stay out of the store. If you see me walk into the store, it's because I'm trying to get out the other side really fast and go <laughs> before they go to tell barking orders at me to do something. So, so we get our products from Rusk, Texas, not too far from here, and they um, provide just wonderful, just a variety of different things, unique things. Um, apple butter, it's just Probably one of the most popular items, wouldn't you say? Um, everyone loves okra, so that was a no-brainer. They have a garlic pickled chip that is you just don't find anywhere. So try to find that that balance of just your normal everyday products versus something that you don't necessarily see everywhere, but you can get at P6 Farms. Mm-hmm. And again, that's you know the, the the quality of the products that you guys offer. That's to me, you've really gone above and beyond to find something that everybody's going to be happy with. To me, that's always been the important part of what mm-hmm. you guys have got going on out there. Um, the Let's go back to the corn maze then. And, um, I think most people are, probably associate your name with that corn maze and the activities and the family atmosphere uh, that goes on. You know, let's go even to the theme. On How do you pick a theme each year when you do, you know, because you know, I know that you do some publicity prior to the opening and, you know, Astros one year and the military theme another year and, 
how do you guys, you know, decide what you're going to do and the pattern you're going to cut in, in the in the corn maze? I pass that one on to them too. <laughs> I stay out of. They almost just, like they we're just playing dominoes and you're passing on me. Um, that's an interesting question because we try to put a whole lot of thought into coming up with the most ideal, fun, family-oriented design, and sometimes it just it can just rack our brains trying to come up with something. And in the past, we've um, asked our followers on Facebook, give us some ideas. So that was one year mm -hmm. that we got um, some ideas and we narrowed it down. Sometimes it just, you wake up with a thought and it just is a nagging thought and that's what we go with. But I guess probably now is no better than any than to go ahead and tell Mike that this year's theme is going to be Mr. Mike Heimer. That's it. Picture yeah. of him. Yeah. Do what? Eight acres. Mike <laughs> Do <Heimer>. what? <laughs> okay. it's usually, we usually try to start thinking about it. I'm going to say Right now. During the season, for sure, but now the hammer's being put down to, to try to secure a theme. And we try to, you know, we try to maybe keep it something local, something mm -hmm. that everybody can associate, whether... Like the Astros, it was their 50th, so sometimes the themes just coincide great with, you know, things that are going around our community, which we do. We like to incorporate community in our surrounding areas. Montgomery birthplace, the Texas flag, or mm -hmm. just something in farming in general. Garner State Park, their 75th anniversary. Yep, that mm -hmm. was that was two years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah, you guys uh, like that area a little bit. We do. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a whole lot. A whole lot. Um, again, in, in uh, you know, we've talked about the ideas of things you got going on, and uh, I'm not sure how far we got to go to break. But anyway, let's go ahead and start off on this. Carrie, you being a teacher mm -hmm. and, you know, the educational standpoint that you guys emphasize all the way through on this thing, because I know you do a lot of school tours out there, but even we just you know, in the fall when they're out there doing things, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to relay information to these folks. Mm -hmm. uh, Akaleo's taking around the hay rides yep. and they're going out and seeing things. Mm -hmm. You know, talk a little bit about the, the, the educational emphasis that you guys put on everything that you do out there. Well, it was an eye-opener for me when Bo said, we're going to do field trips, and I would like for you to do a little school lesson. In the corn. In the corn. Mm -hmm. I'm from Austin, so I'm a city girl, right? Left Austin as soon as I could. But, so it was a learning curve. So I had to learn all the stuff about agriculture that I just took for granted, which a lot of people take for granted. The kids take for granted. You can only be responsible for what you know, and they don't realize how things grow. So... Um, we do, we start with the ground up and we talk about, you know, different types of soil, seeds, what a seed needs, seed coat, how you protect that seed until it's time to germinate and photosynthesis and feeding. And, um, and the main source was corn because that's the corn maze. So then we try to teach the kids that, you know, there's over 3000 items in the grocery store that are all made from corn and not just edible items, paper plates, crayons, glue, makeup. Um, so it's interesting to bring it all back full circle so they realize the importance of it. And it was important for the Indians. So there's a reason, you know, that, that we, that it's a staple in, in our diet for most of us. So, um, so that was the fun part. Spring, we talk about plant life cycle because following with teaks, you know, that's what goes along. So um, we actually go out in the field and we pick strawberries. So they learn about the different stages, um, you know, the blooms, the flower, the bees. And um, I know that was kind of out of sequence, but no, you kept right. my drift. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're talking about the produce, but they're also going out there and they're putting their hands on it. And they're getting dirty. And that's okay because our philosophy is a little dirt don't hurt. And if you have a bug on it, you just blow that little sucker off and everything's good to go. You 
got it. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that's, you know, you hear more people, you know, they've been out there and they really learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, you're talking about entertainment, but they're picking up a lot along the way. They and are. That's, that's the neat mm-hmm. thing about it. That, you know, they're, you know, maybe not, not like you're sitting in the classroom being lectured, but like I say, out there down on our knees watching a strawberry grow yeah, and how that, where it comes from. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing. You know, yeah. 80% of learners are, are kinesthetic. So if you're actually, you know, learning something, you're seeing it, you're hearing it, you're actually doing it, it's going to stick with them longer than, you know, if it was a traditional type learning experience. And when they come back in the summer where they bring their family and mama says, you would not believe little Johnny or little Susie put a seed in the ground and guess what, you know, guess what happened? So you know, it kind of instills a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Big difference. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and take a break right now, and we'll listen to a couple of our sponsors, and then we'll be back for another segment here. Do you want to know what's going on in Conroe? Tune in to Keeping Up with Conroe. Keeping Up with Conroe will highlight upcoming events and local businesses in the area. Keeping Up with Conroe will air the second Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. and will be hosted by the Conroe CVB staff. Keeping Up with Conroe will highlight Conroe's amazing attractions for residents and visitors. So tune in to Keeping Up with Conroe and join the staff of the Conroe CVB every month on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information about Keeping Up with Conroe and the Conroe CVB, go to visitconroe.com. Glad to have you with us today. Again, the Agricultural Toolbox, and uh, this is some of the educational activities that Extension uh, likes to relate to folks, is letting you know what's going on out there in the community. And uh, we finished up last segment there with uh, Bo and Carrie Poole talking about uh, the corn maze. And again, that's a big part of their fall activities. And at the same time, if any family has been out there, you can see that they really work hard to have a variety of activities so that. you know, when, when a family goes out there, a kid's not going to be standing around digging his toe on the ground trying to find something to do. Uh, that's not the situation at all. They're just, You're going to be trying to catch your kid. Yes, exactly. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're going to be trying to figure out what to do first and what they can do most often. And, uh, again, you know, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about the things that you got going on. You change things up. Um, you know, the Ferris wheel this last go around. Uh, Never just, thought I'd own my own Ferris wheel. Uh, that's what I mean. So, mm-hmm. it just, you know, things are constantly changing, whether like with the commodities there, but you know, you guys work hard at trying to have an educational and a, a fun experience for the family when they're out there. Uh, we have a variety of things. We we try to add something new every year. It's kind of non-traditional. Back, non-traditional. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Think back of the first years of what we had, and now look at it, and it just people that might have come early on and then come now, and they go, "Wow!" You know. We, we try to keep adding in different things. You know, a lot of the stuff we make ourselves. Uh, we've added a few rides the past couple of years that, that we found in some place. Austin, we got two last year from Austin, a Ferris wheels uh, that they love. But it's just, it's a, it's a fun family thing. It's a fun, flaming thing. And when we decided to do it, that was the whole point of it, was somewhere you could go with your family and not have to worry about it. You know, there's no alcohol, there's no smoking. There, I mean, you're there truly to bring a family spend together. Spend time with your spend family. Spend time with your family. Chasing your kids. Your kids getting dirty. Uh, bus drivers tell us that their 
the kids are the dirtiest when they leave our place. So we know we did our job. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get off the bus hollering, screaming. They walk back to the bus with their head hanging low and are asleep before they leave the gate. So uh, our theme is to make memories that last last a lifetime. And, and you guys I, do accomplish that. I think we do. Yeah, very much so. Uh, again, the, the uh, you know the variety of things. Uh, you know, the kiddos being able to ch- you know test their marksmanship. Uh, with uh, getting the buffalo or the mm-hmm. items out there, how do you right. decide on that? Because we changed up because we were doing water mm-hmm. bottles before, yep. and right. now we've got you know, what apples flying at us. Now we got apples. We originally had water bottles we shot uh, in what we called our water cannons we'd made. Uh, we switched. Uh, a lot of people across the country, other farms that, that we know, they'll shoot pumpkins and stuff like that, but we don't have a lot of – there's no pumpkins growing around here. This is kind of the wrong – area is too, too moist here uh we do grow a lot of pumpkins ourselves, but we just grow one variety and that's it not for the the cannons so we shoot apples mm-hmm. uh and they have a ball yeah. apples, the kids like apples the apples more than the water i think so too and i think the cows in the pasture just beyond the fence they like cleaning it up they're, they're expecting them to get those, that those right. wild shots yeah right. <laughs> they come through the fence they come yes. sailing out yes. there pretty yes. good Mm-hmm. Yes. You that are hit the ground or rolling out there and said, okay, we got this one now. Then right, too. right. Uh, so the corn maze, uh, cow trains, tons of pumpkins to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie and Amy were after me for years to plant pumpkins. And I just was a, wasn't against it, but I knew it was going to maybe be tough to do in our area. And they kept pushing and kept pushing. And thank goodness I did. Yeah. Because... I think some of the best enjoyment I get and probably Carrie gets is to watch kids have fun. Uh, I, I, the weekdays when we have all the schools out there to watch all those kids run around laughing and having fun, you know, it, it, it makes you feel good. They're having, they're having fun. They're outside. Outside, that's, that's the they're biggest not, thing right They're now. not inside. And they're most outside. of the teachers are participating Absolutely. with them too. Absolutely. And, and that, that helps too. Mm-hmm. Almost all of our activities for field trips that teachers can participate into, and they love to have fun with their mm-hmm. kids. You don't see them sitting school. on a table playing on their the phone. phone. Yeah, playing no. with the phone. <laughs> they're with the kids, whether it's in a wheelbarrow and they're wheeling them down for a wheelbarrow race or jumping on the jumping pillow, they're actually participating with the kids. And I think it just makes a world of difference for the kids. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, and again, you know, the variety of things, uh, the, uh, not the paint, it's not a paintball, but... Uh, Friendly fire. Friendly, friendly fire, fire. Game, range there, stuff like that. And it sounds like there's a lot of grandparents that really get off on that deal too, right? They mm-hmm. do. They do. It, it's <laughs> it's basically paintball, but it shoots nerf, we shoot nerf balls out of it. Uh, and to see Graham, when we first put it in, the first weekend we were open that year, I didn't know how it was going to do. And I was walking by and I saw a group of grandpas chasing their little kids and they were all hollering and screaming. At that point, I knew it was a hit because unlike paintball where you're running away from each other, this one you can run towards each other, and it doesn't hurt. Right. So it, 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 it's fun. Yeah, you're not bruising up anybody. You're right? not paintball bruising nobody. You walk out of there with black and blue marks on you. So If you're, bru- if you're bruised, it's because you trip and fail trying to run away from your <laughs> grandpa too, too fast. And the cow train, too, that's another just your typical barrel train. But they're painted like cows, and they're super cute. And sometimes in the fall, Farmer Bo will drive the corn, um, drive through the corn maze. Oh, so okay. the kids love to drive through the corn maze. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And, and you know, again, like the, the hayride that you guys do, get groups everybody and then get back there and see just an overview of everything. That's correct. And you mentioned the strawberries earlier, and that's another commodity. Just so folks realize that you're not just busy in the fall. You guys are busy all year round getting something going, preparing ground, so we're moving on to the next segment there. That's correct. It, it, it's not just when the store's closed or the, we're all done with the fall, we're not done. Yeah. I mean, at that point, we're tearing down and starting back over for the spring, planting strawberries, getting ground ready for, for vegetables. Uh, it, it's a never-ending cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, once strawberries are gone, we've got to get them out as fast as we can so that we can get pumpkins in. they got to go in at a certain time so they'll be ready in the fall. Uh, once vegetables are done, we've got to start pulling them out as we go because I've got to have corn planted for the fall mm-hmm. at a certain time. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, how are the strawberries doing right now? Ooh, we need sunshine. Yeah. We need a lot of sunshine. They're cold. They're very cold. Yeah, they're waiting for a good bright sunshine. They are. Yeah, a few days to catch up. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing okay. They're surviving. Right. Let's put it that way. But we're, we're kind of far north for strawberries a little bit. Uh, but I push them, you know, through drip. And as the sun starts peeking out this spring, they'll start waking up again. And, and life will resume. And I'll be able to sleep again at night. <laughs> uh, but like the blackberries there, it's a good quality product. You know, uh, you know something's large. And, you know, I mean, as far as a good quality product, you can go out there and pick what you need. And, and you'll really enjoy going out there and doing correct. that. Uh, one thing I alluded to early on and uh, want to get back to as far as you guys' economic impact in the community, uh, you guys hire, I mean, you're, the family's there, but there's a lot of kiddos and other folks from the community that are help out there helping you during the year. And, uh, you know, talk about that. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of high school kids out there, you know, you think it's work, but they're having a blast. They're looking forward to coming out there, mm-hmm. whether it be buying strawberries or whatever they need to do. There's people out there helping you get the job done. There's some good kids out there. I will say that. There, and, and me and Carrie really enjoy taking kids, high school kids. This is probably their first job. They don't know anything about showing up for work. Uh, and to, to teach them those things that, you know, you got to be on time to work. You don't just show up at any time you want. You're supposed to be there at nine o'clock. You need to be there a little bit, maybe 15 minutes early. Uh, to get your stuff ready for that time, and then you go to work. It's uh, definitely a non-traditional employment, it is. and that's okay. But like Bo said, you're you're kind of giving them the basis for. Go ahead, go ahead. Future. For the future, he's just, he's yeah. just waving at us. We can right. So you're teaching them to be responsible, respectful, um, and how to communicate not just with you but with others, and that might be a family. It could be a dad. It could be a grandfather. It could be a child. So you have to figure out, you know, what, what's the best way to respond and communicate with others but also be tactful and, and responsible. To have that many people, you know, in front of you on a weekend in the fall for a, a kid, and I'll tell them, if you can learn that communication with these people and, and make them have fun or something's not going right for them, fix it. It'll take you a long way in any job you do. You gotta the, have you gotta have that communication skills. And the benefit too of of me being in education was a lot of these kids in the last so at seven years I've taught or I worked with their mom and I know their you know the family dynamics I know their kids so it it does come come full circle because I think we have the best of both worlds 
because we have such an amazing group of kids and adults. And I think, you know, the atmosphere that you've got these guys hired into there, you know, it's a family atmosphere. Right. You know, it's not like there's, you know, the boss there that's saying, you got to mm-hmm. do this and hammering on folks. And, you know, you're allowing them to grow and bloom and become people. Absolutely. And take that responsibility. You gave them a job and said, here, go do it. If mm-hmm. you got a question, holler back at me. But, you know, let's make this happen because, you know, planting in the spring, strawberry is much different from mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the pillow ride That's in mm-hmm. the fall when they're getting covered up and got to keep count on who's in there and how many come out and keep yeah. the kids safe the so they don't get hurt on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We have we have quite a few families that we have mom and all their kids that work for us year after year. All right. Uh, Let's take a break right quick and let him uh, throw a sponsor or two at us, and then we'll be back to finish up. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. All righty, thank you for being with us today. And again, hopefully that you've uh, been able to find out a little bit about what's going on at P6 Farms. We are talking a little bit about the, uh, the employment. And again, you know, they're building people out there. They're employees. And I think the aspect there that uh, you know, their, their, their family itself, uh, you know, you got to go out there and meet Tanner and Jackson. All of a sudden you'll find out exactly what this family is all about and how they interact with the kids that are out there. And, you know, that's, you know, you guys were talking a minute ago about, you know, the families are working out there mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they're, they're bringing another dynamic to the, the employment place out there as far as helping you. And you see these different people that you're act, you know, interacting and employing and working mm-hmm. with and how do they, uh, how are you seeing them grow then as far as, you know, you know, young people and, you know, the, some of these folks have been with you two or three years and um, I imagine you've been able to see them grow and, you know, expand as young people and how they, mm-hmm. you know, come back and help you out even more so. Well, from an employer standpoint, it makes it so much easier because it's, you're not, you're not having to reinvent the wheel. They know your expectations. They know what you're trying to provide, what your end goal is and, it, it just makes it a whole lot easier to know that you have folks that are working, you know, for you. Definitely. And again, you guys have, you know, we've talked a little about the cattle and the, and the pigs. You guys have got the sheep out there now also, which is something else that, you know, folks have never heard of Catan and sheep and, you know, realize that, you know, this is another thing that they can see out there and learn and, you know, the diversity that you guys have got going on. Where are we going in the future? I mean, have you guys got the air? Just babies, babies, and more babies. I know we're talking about that for the spring. We're wanting to have something there. Uh-huh. What, kind of what's your plans there for, you know, these spring activities? And, you know, about time when the Blue Bonds come out, I know you're wanting to have some activities out there at the place. Yes, we want to have all kinds of babies. We want baby goats. We want baby rabbits, right, Farmer Bo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids love babies, fur babies. Mm-hmm. And I think the parents would be appreciative in the fact that they won't try to take them home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, They'll stay at the farm. This spring, we are doing something for the first time. You know, we're, we open in the spring with, with berry picking and then go into vegetables and blackberry picking and all that. But 
we will be open three weekends this spring. Last, the last two in April, April and the first two. Two in, weekends in May. Mm-hmm. No, first weekend in May. First weekend in May. First right. weekend in May, and it's going to be called Blooms and Berries. Uh, we've just had a lot of people asking, why don't we do something in the spring? They're wanting something in the spring, too. So we're going to try it, and, we, and it'll, everything will be open just like the fall. We'll have all the rides and all the activities okay. and all that. But instead of the corn maze, we'll have strawberries. Mm-hmm. Uh and we'll also have some a bunch of baby animals because springtime you think of baby animals. We're going to have a bunnyville with a ton of rabbits in it. So we're going to try to build on that. Uh, last year, Carrie and Amy started farm camp, uh, and that was a huge thing. And this will be our second year, and kind of looking forward to it. It's kind of one of those things to see all those kids uh, come every day to farm camp for four days in a row. Uh, and see what they do and what they learn. It's it's, it's really fun. Yeah. Carrie could tell you more about that. You know, there's you know again, there's more of that opportunity. Them just you know, mm-hmm. they see an animal out there in the pasture, don't realize you know what it looks like when it's you know four days old or something like that. Exactly. And how it grows and the care that needs to go into to mm-hmm. nurturing this animal mm-hmm. to get to a marketable stage or something that they can appreciate on right. down the road. Or cleaning the horse stall. Everyone loves horses and they all want to ride a horse, but. Not many want to clean there's the stall. There's a little stall. bit goes into that. And again, there's going to be some photo opportunities, I uh-huh. assume, out there, too, the spring sure. activity. Absolutely. There. I mean, a lot of families are out there stopping along the roadways and trying to take pictures of the kiddos in the blue bonnets. But you guys are going to have some opportunities for them to do those, too, so they could kind of just come out strictly for that, if the uh-huh. case might be. Or needing some, uh, you know, Easter pictures for the family and the kiddos dressed in the nice dresses or whatever the case might Correct. be. Correct. Do that also. Uh-huh. Correct. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Farmer Bo just might be in a bunny suit. Ooh, that's that's okay. <laughs> I thought Mike was wearing that. Okay, this I can these get two. These are things I hadn't two. heard anything about yet. Okay, not quite sure about this deal. I bet Vandy'd be on board with me. Yeah, uh, probably so. Uh, we won't tell her about this deal. Okay. <laughs> All righty, but again, uh, they've got an excellent opportunity out there for everybody to come and learn about agriculture, and they work hard at making it a, a, a valuable experience when you come out to P six. Uh, again, you realize that this is a family-oriented op- uh, operation. Uh, they do everything they can to make it an enjoyable, a happy, and a safe experience when you're out there. And, again, it's just tremendous, the things that they offer, the variety of things that are going on. And, again, the fact that it is a family-based operation, you, you know that uh, everybody's going to have a quality experience when mm-hmm. they go out there. Uh, you know, again, you know, it's, it's just amazing the variety of things that go on that you guys are able to keep a handle on and offer to folks. And, uh, again... How do they get a hold of you guys as far as, um, you know, whether it be you know, bringing the family out there or the school tours? I know there there might be some some homeschool mm-hmm. you know, groups that would like to get a hold of you guys and, you know, say how do we get, get an opportunity to come out, schedule a time to come out and take advantage of this. Right. So we have on our website, which is p-the-number-six-farms.com, and um, on our things to do, there's a link for field trips, and there's an online submission form, and... Um, I feel it's always changing because Farmer Bo's always coming up with something new to do. So the website is always evolving and, and should be up to date on, on all of our farm happenings. Facebook, Facebook is so easy just because it's so instant. Um, so between Facebook, between the website. Sign, us, up, sign up for the email blast. Sign up for the email blasts. Um, that's about it. Just come out to the farm. Okay. And you guys hadn't said a word about the honeybees either along the roadway coming in there too. You're expanding that, aren't you? We are. We Try are. And adding. And that's another one that, that they're a lot of work. I knew nothing about bees until I got bees. And uh, you don't just set the boxes out there and leave them be. Yeah. 
they they require especially work, during a drought especially during a drought or a flood or a flood if they're when it's raining like it did those two springs uh they can't get out and go pollinating flowers the nectar on the flowers is washed off and so they don't have any honey if they don't have honey they don't have nothing to eat so then you got to feed them and it it gets tough but we sell a lot of honey any honey that all of our honey comes straight from our vegetables and all of our fields and it it's almost like ribeye steaks as fast as they go out honey goes out just as fast mm-hmm. there you go when she puts it out there she has honey it's gone i guess we should have brought you some of this too huh we were talking right. earlier <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, that just shows the diversity that's out there. But we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, let everybody know that, you know, speaking about honey, I've got uh, James and Sherry Elam will be here next Friday with us. Uh, they're heavily involved with the beekeeping industry. And we thought we'd just talk a little bit about what's going on in the bee industry, the challenges that are going on there. Uh, as far as the Montgomery County Beekeepers Association, they're actively involved with that. We've actually got some information now on the uh, ag use evaluation regarding bees and the acreages, the number of boxes you need and things like that. So we'll address that next week. But we want to thank Bo and Carrie Poole for being with us today and sharing some of the insight on P6 Farms. And we sure encourage everybody to go out there and enjoy uh, their time and effort. Thank Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mike. Have a good day. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network, either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted, and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.